Doug South Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. We're mass communicating. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. This is the End of the Line Podcast, powered by DougSouth.com. I give it a, uh, a 10. A 10. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that? And now, here your host, Rocky LaFleur. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the butt. Josh Webb. Sorry I had a fight in the middle of your butt. I'm party. And Jake LaTondres. I am bad news. Also starring Rob Crew. I bet this guy's into the woods a hundred bucks. And Bradley Ramsey. Bill Martin inside. Showtime. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Showtime, everybody. Showtime. Welcome to the End of the Time podcast. I'm rocking the floor in the Duck South Studios. Fake Monday. Joining <laughs> me today is somebody that's been missing a while. Mr. Millionaire himself, the tea shaker and the and the drink maker. <laughs> I like that introduction. Josh Webb. That was nice. I should have said the tea maker and the drink shaker. Because <laughs> that's how you, actually, you make them like that, right? Yeah. Shake them up and blend them. Mm, yeah. You have not been on the podcast in what month and a half? Yeah, at least. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. there for a while you didn't miss one for like like seven years. <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't miss one for a while. Laid the headphones and, down for a minute. So, but it's all so good. It's so you start making drinks and become Mister mm. Mister. Corinth, let's get that right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you Man, become Mr. Corinth, and you're too, and you're too good. Mm. I would if I were you. I think, I think got, I will. You've got that town bamboozled, man. Uh, it's just good being home. That's all. I say that, and I'm headed to the Delta tomorrow, day after tomorrow. But yes, well, it's good being home. Hey, well, home coming up in just a minute. Good. Coming up in just a minute. Mondays with Rob. You want to stick around for that? Whew, Twenty minute rant about natural light. Oh, is good. Uh, well, so. But anyway, officially, is it is it court or is it Korean? Yes. No. Spelled with an O, pronounced with an A. Current. Just like you're saying, car. Uh, all right, so Mr. Corinth, I'm proud of you, man. Everybody has asked me about this. I said, man, Josh is freaking killing it. We've been he, really, really blessed. We have. You you know what the code word for blessed is when you're in business? You're <laughs> making a crap pile of money. <laughs> I wish that was okay, but I can't complain. It's been really, really good. So I'm gonna need to order some of this powder from you. I'm bringing it through there. I'm coming. Uh, I'm coming. I'm, I'm screaming through Oxford Friday afternoon, middle of the day, whatever. I come. I come. Drop it off at the clinic. See, see, that's the thing. You can't just give me a hard time about having something new going on. Yeah, I've opened yeah. the clinic. So, yeah, my hours have been nuts, and and that's that's the main reason. I joke around with Josh. I've well, yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's not that, it's not that me and Rocky hadn't been talking. It's just that it's been hard for me and Rocky to get together for anything longer than a hey, are you alive? Yeah, okay, talk to you next week. It's kind of, it's kind of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, hey. Kind of when you when you you know after the fact after you record them and you try to get them out and edit them, 
you're like, hey, I'll send Josh a text at night. Hey, you're available tomorrow. Oh, man, I don't know. Just give me a give me a heads up and see. <laughs> yeah. And well, it, it's hard to make all those things line up and come together lately. Yeah. Oh yeah, with everything me me and you have both had going on, it's been it's been tough. But but anyway, hey, I gotta I gotta ask you about Waylon, the video that you posted. Did he did he did he accomplish his goal? Oh oh oh. Well, so he went. He, he I guess you're talking about the most recent one where he, he decided to get under the trampoline and then come in from that angle. <laughs> yeah. So he went from that angle. That was that was the second day that the geese were in the yard. And, I mean, I didn't tell him to do anything. He just went. But what he was doing, so the the, the geese in our backyard, there's a bunch. Some days it's 18 or 20. Some days it's 7 or 8. And here the last three or four days, it's been like 9 of them, 8 or 9 of them. And in the evenings, they come up our boat ramp, and they're actually feeding on acorns in the yard, leftover acorns in the yard. Well, anyway, so Waylon watches them every day. He I bet him a hard dollar bill he couldn't go touch one the other day. And, and anyway, we've been having fun with it in the evenings. Well, so he took off the other afternoon. He saw them coming. They were coming across the lake. So, well, then here come the geese. Well, he reaches down and grabs. Um, we've got one of those, uh, like like the big, uh, not tent, but uh, it's called a sport brother, a big umbrella tent-looking thing you take to the beach. Uh, we had one of those laying out on the back porch, and the stakes for it were right there. Well, Waylon said, I'm going to catch the geese. And he just grabs two tent stakes, and off across the yard he goes. And I told Katie, I said, watch this. I said, this, this is going to be good. So he goes down, and about the time the a couple of the geese had made it into the yard. Of course, they don't. I mean, all those houses around there and everything, they don't think anything about people. Of course, Waylon thinks, you know, it's an adventure. Well, he takes off running, and the first two or three are coming up the boat ramp into the yard about the time Waylon gets to his little tree that he hides behind usually. Well, then he takes it upon himself to go just sneak on down and get under the trampoline. And he just stood there watching them. And what he ended up doing, Rocky, what he was trying to do, and his little three-year-old brain was, was working really well. He really was. So he let every one of them come up the boat ramp and get into the yard. And his plan was just he was going to go and get on the boat ramp and go back down and stand at the bottom of the water because they don't they don't sleep and they don't roost you know in, in the yard whatever they they get back on the lake right at dark and he was just gonna wait them out he was gonna get down there behind the seawall and just wait them out and so that's what he was trying to do like that and i said holy cow i, mean, I was telling my wife i was like katie he he thought about it more than i would have because at his age and at that point in time i would have just run right after him but he was really trying to catch one <laughs> um anyway so you know, geese being geese, they just hopped off the seawall on the other side and went on about their business, and Waylon came back up there. But that that was his plan that he came up with on his own. I was pretty proud of him. I mean, he, he you know, he, he, he was doing, he was trying to, he watches them every day. They come up, they come up that boat ramp and feed out in the yard, and they, you know, unless something really scares them off, lawnmower or something, they walk right back down the boat ramp and just swim off and, he was going to ambush them on there when they were gonna, when they were going to leave that evening, I guess. But anyway, anyway, they they flew on out in the water and went on about their business. And he wakes up every morning and sticks his head out the door to see if they're there. Uh, he really wants to catch them in the morning while they're still asleep, but he ain't been able to do that yet. And that's what somebody asked me uh, in that in that group message the other day. It said, you know, I'm just curious, how close are you gonna let him get? let him get flogged i mean he's <laughs> i don't care it's not gonna hurt him it's not gonna hurt the, he's not gonna hurt the goose and the goose ain't gonna do anything but scare him you know if it does you know but none of those geese have babies with them so they're not really being real territorial when a little three-year-old gets too close to them they just kind of go on about their business they don't i thought they did have babies with them no now when all of them are together and i don't know where the other ones are i hadn't and there there's 18 of them total well, 18 grown geese and then a handful of young ones but this group that's been in the yard last three four or five days 
it's just nine big geese. There's no little ones with them. So I don't know. I guess the other ones belong to the other geese. I don't know. No. No. Now, if that happened, then it'd probably be a different story for Waylon. He probably would never make it as close as what he's been making it. But but that's his thing now. I mean, he's, he looks forward to it in the afternoons to get home and just see just how close he can get. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> it's, it's always fun to watch. Oh, yeah, it's always something with him. And he walked back up to the house the other day after they jumped in the water. He said, okay, let's go fishing. I said, all right, let's go fishing. I mean, he just on to the next thing, you know. So you've settled in in Corinth. Settled back in. Back, I should say back, because that's where you're originally back, from. Yeah. I asked Katie liking it. Oh, she's loving it. She is. She's loving it. Uh, it's been it's been really good. It's been a really good decision to be, but we were going to come back. We just we weren't going to come back this soon, but we went ahead and and did it. I'm glad we did for for a lot of reasons, not just for new business, but but a lot of reasons. It's been it's been really good. So we enjoy being back in this part of the world. It's uh but as the as the Delta blinders. Have those been removed? Oh, yeah. yeah, it usually takes three to six months yeah. for those no, to come I, off. No, one, um, you know, one one or two trips back down there, here and there, and you just realize, you know, what what me and you've talked about a lot in the last couple of years. It's just, uh, I love the Delta. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know, I just see too much of the Delta sinking deeper into a hole. You don't realize it when you live there. Um, and I think, you know, for people who live there and are going to live there, and that's where, that's where they're going to be and they know they're going to be, it's it's fine. But the thing with us was we knew we were moving. We knew at some point we were leaving. And then it just kind of got to being, you know, just kind of started getting to the point of, uh, you know, we, we really got to do this, you know. But the, thing, we did. the thing about it is, all right, so the town that Josh and I both used, Greenwood, Mississippi. That's the the major city that when you needed groceries or yeah, uh, the doctor, or schools, or anything like that, Greenwood was the town you went to. You know, when you're living there every single day, and you go to Greenwood, and you come from these small outlier towns, when you go to Greenwood, you think, man, this is nice. This is really yeah. nice. And you move away, and it's like these goggles are removed, and you go back, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Now, I'm not, I'm not being arrogant or conceited about where I live now, but it's it's amazing what you see now, what you didn't see back then. Yeah, I agree with that. And we still go. I mean, like I said, we we still go. I mean, I'm going down there this week, going back into we we still go. Um, I mean, we've got a lot of family, a lot of friends, and and everything in in the Delta, not just Greenwood. But we go back about once a month. But was it? I, I mean, a I, good decision to move. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say that Greenwood is the nicest town in the Mississippi Delta. Would you not agree with that? Yeah, yeah, Greenwood and Cleveland both. Um, which Delta State drives a lot of Cleveland and Cleveland economy and size and everything else. But but that, I mean those those are great. They're great towns. They're great Delta towns. Um, yeah, it, it's nothing against them at all. But I'm predicting right now. I'm predicting it, and I'm not trying to be. Mr. Negative, I'm not trying to be, uh, not trying to make anybody depressed over what I'm about to say. I predict the end of Greenwood within five years. Really, really going down. Here's why I say that. Look, the public schools are gone. The number one thing that holds communities together is the school system. Yeah. Because... Regular blue collar guys that that go to a factory and make twelve to fifteen dollars an hour can't afford 
$7,000 a year. So if they can't send their kids to school, they're going to find somewhere else to live. Those families. Yeah. Agree with that? All right. Yeah. The thing that the biggest thing that moves middle class to upper class people is the access to health care. Yep. And here's what's happened in Greenwood in the past six to nine months. Because I keep up, you know, I try to keep up with what's going on. You put people in charge. I'm going to just guess that the Greenwood LaFleur Hospital is probably, wouldn't you say it's a $100 million business, Josh? I would have to think close to it. Big business. One, I mean, and now, well, I guess it's probably always been in the top five in that area. I mean, Greenwood surprisingly has some big businesses. Of course, Viking is downsized big time, but you still got ag businesses that do really, really well. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, what I'm saying by that is. I would have to think it's it's, it's that much money. Yeah, coming in and out. So what I mean, what I, the reason that I say that is, in the past year to two years, there have been people placed in charge, kind of in the sense of the medical medical community of Greenwood, that these people don't even have an education, and they're expected to run a a multi 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 million dollar business. Yeah. Yeah, you I agree can't with that. do it. You put these people in charge. Number one, here's here's my problem with the Democrats. And and I truly mean Democrats. Usually the biggest mouth person gets voted into power into or a position. Do you agree with that? Yep. And usually those loudest people aren't the smartest, but usually the people that love stirring up problems. Now, I say all that to say this. These people that were put in power over the medical community and healthcare in Greenwood, you know, they they carry into this job an ego. They're put in a position of power that's over a, a white doctor, white surgeons. Well, they end up running them all off. All of the your best doctors around around Greenwood, where we were from, have moved on in the past six months. Have you read about this, Josh? I um I did hear about. Uh, the doctors leaving or being let go, and with not a lot of reason behind any of it, I haven't kept. I mean, just to be honest, I ain't kept up with a lot of it. But now I do have, you know, I mean, I, I do do hear stuff. Yes, but I, mean, I don't they, know. They, I don't know the in depth of any of it. Yeah, I mean, well, they've moved on. Some of them, uh, one of them's come to Oxford. A lot of them have gone to Grenada. Some of your best nurses have moved on. And it's going to be the final straw, I think, that destroys that town. Upper, The middle class and the upper class can afford to send their kids to private school, so we ruled that one out. But once you do a way where you have to travel for health care, you come to an age where you're like, I can go to work at this place and have good health care. That's why so many people are moving to here in Mississippi to Madison, to mm-hmm. Corinth. South Haven to uh, Oxford. There's more people from the Delta moving to Oxford than any other town out there. Yeah, Oxford's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. It nothing. You you go around this town, you're gonna run in in five to ten minutes of walking on the square. You're gonna run into people you know that have moved here from the Delta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So, but anyway, I goes all back when I was living there. 
I, I say this to Roy and you didn't notice that chicken box and double quick cup on the side of the road. It had become a normal part of life yeah. to us. Happened. Now that's the truth. <laughs> I mean, that, now, that, that right there is the truth. Now you go back and you notice that the grass is uncut on the side of the highway or in the median. There's trash laid on the side of the road. You notice those things that you weren't used to years ago. You had blinders on, goggles. Yeah, it's hard to believe what becomes normal when you, especially, and not so much Greenwood in that sense, but especially the little bitty places that, like me and you, lived in. Greenwood was town, you know. Um, but yeah, and, and look, it's not just there. It's all no, well, I'm just it's, I, the, the only reason I'm commenting on that is we're allowed. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we live both there. live. Yeah, we both live there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't want people to think we're just harping on Greenwood, but uh, no. But no, I mean, I understand I, exactly what you mean, dude. I you think know? pictures from Greenville. And another town that I'm allowed to talk about is because we paid taxes there and worked there. We had a vet clinic in Greenville. That place is, it is turned into little Chicago. It's unbelievable. And, not, and I'm not meaning in the sense of, I'm, I don't mean in the sense of color or race. I mean in the sense of, it, it is the slums. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard it's it, it's hard to see. I guess it's hard to see it until you get outside of it for just a little while. Uh, and I'm not saying that that, that that me or you or anybody else living outside of it's living on a bed of roses, but it no it's just uh, it it's amazing the differences and the changes. Um, here's uh, here's the I hate to see just, it. If you agree with this, Josh, it's nice to wake up in a town where people are really trying to work together. Yeah. Work I, together no, is the key and and make the whole town better, not based on race, not based on who's getting something a little more than the other. It it it's how can we make this town better better? How can we make each other better? How can we bring more businesses into this community? How can we make the schools better? You know, it's not, you're not waking up and reading in the newspaper, um, we're changing the school zoning map because there's 1% more whites in the public school over here. No, no, we were, it's all a community working together to be better. There's no division because of skin color. Yeah. Now there are problems uh, in race in all these towns. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I go back and I read the the newspaper at my mom's. A visitor, it try to if not every Sunday, a lot of Sundays, and you read in the newspaper, and then you got the editor for the newspaper there, or the leading articles in the paper are some kind of strife and division. Why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The oh, community you ever see or hear about. Yeah. The community support aspect of it. I think that that especially being me on the business, you and Ruan on the business, you really see that side of it. Um from from when you're when when you're on that side of the when you're on that side of it. When you own a business and people actually embrace it and and really and truly go out of their way to help you succeed when you when you're living somewhere and that that's what you get to wake up to every day yeah it it, it automatically makes you a better person but it makes you want to be better and and in a lot of places in mississippi in general and a lot of places in mississippi that's hard to find I mean, it, it, it's really hard to find. It really is. Uh, I mean, I'm not sitting here trying to talk everybody into moving back to Corinth or Oxford or anything like that. I mean, it's definitely happening in places. But the 
lack of community and support is happening more and more and more and more. And it sucks to see it because me and you both have a lot of friends in a lot of places and it sucks to just to hear them talk about it. I can honestly say that I know of people that wouldn't go shop at such and such as business because they didn't want to see them better themselves. Would you agree with that yeah. statement? Yes. Not here, man. You won't. I hear like that everybody all is, the time it's like, from other, other stuff. Yeah. It's like other, yeah. man, everybody wants to see everybody do good. That's, I yeah. can't see, say everybody with a hundred percent certainty. I'm saying most. Is there's so jealousy? I, if anything, you wake up in the morning a little more driven. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a completely different um, attitude within yourself when you wake up for a month straight driven versus waking up for a month straight jealous. Or feeling like people are jealous of you um, because yeah. all you did was try to better yourself a little bit. Um, and, and yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, and I'll tell you another, you know, another thing that, that, that I do a lot less of now, and I know this is going to sound contradictory, but I don't pay attention to half or more of the crap that I that, that comes across my social media feed. And yes, I do stuff on social media almost every day. But what I mean by it is, I mean, just the crap that I never pay attention to because it was nothing but, hey, look at me, or hey, I'm pissed off because you're not looking at me. I just got rid of that crap. That's one thing I do like about social media. If you don't like it, you can get away from it. You ain't got to, I mean, you ain't got to look at it. And I did that. I was like, well, you know what? I don't. I don't mean. And I just, just, just kind of told myself, why do I not pay attention to this company stuff or this person stuff or this organization stuff or whatever? And it, most of the time, it was just because it's nothing but negative crap. So I just said, okay, I'm done with it. And no, I did not go on their page and announce that I'm leaving or not paying attention to their stuff. People like that need to be kicked in the throat. It's just you, just, you, you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to pay attention to that kind of stuff. And look, you don't have to do it in life either. You really don't. You can really just wake up every day and try to be better yourself. I know that's, and, and you don't have to tell anybody about it. That's, that's going to be hard <laughs> for some people to understand, but you really don't have to tell anybody about it. Um, hey, speaking of that, you know, I, I, but, I see you. I, I see you over there trying to stir up some crap. Yeah, me and the, the old sister-in-law. <laughs> oh no, no! You 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 just kept digging that hole the other day. Uh, uh nope. You kept digging that. I I am at, by all means. I am going around Lee County for at least the next six months when I when I drive. I will not go to Tupelo. Nope. I mean, look, I love her to death. Nothing against her, but I'm not gonna be the one blamed for pissing her off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so my sister-in-law, here's nope. the story behind that. My sister-in-law <laughs> makes a post the other day on social media. Now, she's not going to hear this, so I don't care. She Whatever. To, she said she's in the market for a podcast. Great. So you're I'm just think, digging the hole. I'm thinking she's not going to take your recommendation. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I know that with 100% fact. Yeah, I, I feel confident in that. So she makes a post saying, hey, podcast recommendations. Now, she is Miss Look <laughs> at Me on social media, buddy. She is the queen of... <laughs> I'm really digging no. that hole. Oh, my goodness. You're going to make me want to start drinking at lunch. Holy moly. Go ahead. Oh Go ahead. You're here now. You just can't put the shovel down. <laughs> anyway, I, I, okay, okay. Well, hang on. I'll get you where you're going. I am going to get, get you where kicked you're, in the ass for going too in-depth about this. <laughs> I'll get you where you're trying to go. She made so she, a comment about 
something that was a little more dramatic than a normal Facebook post. She but, is the queen of dramatic on Facebook. <laughs> she is the look at me queen. And I, th- I think that was that right there was probably pretty close to the way that you opened up that podcast that time was, hey, I got to talk about this. And I said, oh, crap, what? Yeah. She is mm-hmm. literally the person well, that's thought- sitting in, She sits in surgery. And she is a, a, a surgical device rep. You know, she sits in surgery after making a post instead of telling the doctor how to do that surgery right. Oh, I mean, like, ooh, 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 there, there's a, there's a, oh, a number one by the little bell. Oh, they liked it good. Oh, gosh, stop. So, anyway. Had to, so, to edit this a little bit. <laughs> so, the other day, I see that she put up that she was looking for podcast recommendations because she's listened to some of these other ones and read these books, whatever. So I comment, yes, out of the absolute kindness of my heart, geared straight for my best friend, Rocky. I just tagged Rocky in in her post, and I said, I hear Rocky has a fantastic podcast. End of the story. Funny. Ha ha. I just, in my mind, she saw it. She laughed. She went on. Everybody else was probably like, who in the crap is this Rocky guy that this Josh guy is commenting in your post about? That should have been the end of it. What does Rocky do? Nope, walks right over to the ant pile and kicks the crap out of it. And he goes, oh, yeah, you give us plenty of material to talk about. Shit, Rocky. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> See, let me let you in a little secret. I know for, I know for a be. fact that my, my in-laws are not going to hear this podcast. <sighs> so I, I'm going to let you into my little world. <laughs> I kind of live in this thing called the real world. They live inside of this little bubble. (laughs) What I mean by that, living in the bubbles is, you know, everything is always somebody else's fault when something goes wrong. Where they do. They, They live in this bubble that everything is good. Everything is great. Everything outside that bubble is bad. I live outside that bubble. You're the reason the bubble exists, right? Oh, you're a circle of trust. (laughs) Sometimes I think that movie was made for me. And that term, I live outside the circle of trust. Domestic disputes hits Oxford is what's what's going to be the headline in about 48 hours. Whenever I see a freaking ant bed, I kick it. (laughs) When it comes to the bubble. Yeah, I'm kicking. Yeah, I'm no. kicking that ant bed, and it's hitting the yeah. bubble and bouncing back on me and biting my mm. ass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then Rocky's not the kind to, you know, kick the ant bed, get bit by the ants, and you know, brush himself off and go on. Rocky comes over and sits in your lap, so you get ants all over you too. She's just awesome. But hey, you know what? It's fun if we can't pick on people and laugh about it. Sometimes I mean, I don't care when people pick on me. So you know, I'm all for it. Whatever. I live in a world where I'll speak my mind. Inside of the bubble, that's the first rule. You're not allowed to say what you're thinking. <laughs> that's get first, you kicked out. Huh? And that's that's why I got kicked out of the bubble house. Mm. I see. I, I follow you. So anyway, mm-hmm. I leave. Mm. Boy, for a podcast that started out really good. This is going downhill quick. <laughs> I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm just I'm in my truck and I'm worried about who's going to come around the corner in a minute. Just know well, this is just this. Let me well, tell you, if you see something, something with a tiara and a sash on, watch out. <laughs> oh, you're going to get run out of the road. My gosh. <laughs> mm, thank y'all for tuning in to this. <laughs> <laughs> Been a live podcast and probably the end of one or more of Minor Rocky's Life podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have now become oh. part of Rocky's domestic disputes. Whatever. <laughs> this is what happens when we don't get to talk to each other enough. We we say oh. we have we have too much to talk about. I'm anyway. telling you it's a it's a white mom SUV 
you'll see a tiara and a sash going across her chest. That's not a seatbelt, and she's going to kill you. <laughs> oh, holy crap. You're probably right. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She's kind of in the middle of me and you. It just depends on which way she wants to go, north or south. She's my luck, she's, bull. she's working in the hospital in Corinth with my luck today, and she's going to run into my brother who works out there. I'm like, oh, you're related to him. Cool. Great. Swift kick in the nuts. Yeah. Kyle's going to call me. Woo! Anyway. Ooh. Well, this has been this has been very fun. This is this has been a great a great way to come back. Yes, yes, it is. Ah, <laughs> you did. well, what happened? What's going what on, Mister no, Webb? No, what's how happened? did you end what's up happened? in Mister Webb? Yeah. How did you end up in the ditch? The police officer said, "I don't know." It's a white a white mom SUV <laughs> with a girl with a tiara and a a lady with a tiara and a sash. Oh, it said oh, something boy. about Miss Senior Mississippi. On it. Oh boy. Not M I S S or not M R S. It's M S. And that cop's going to say, Would you like me to go look for her? No, sir. Be in your best interest if you did not. Please be the best for you. There's one. Hey, there's one. You know who she is. Yeah. I believe it'd be best if you did not go look for her, officer. You just got to figure out what year it was. Which which mm. year? Mm, nope. Oh God! Please don't nope. anybody send this to my sister-in-law. <laughs> Please. Ah, I, I will officially be banned from uh, holiday meals if this is heard. Yeah, I mean that's kind of all you're holding on to anymore at this point, anyway. So. Oh yeah. Just good for good food two or three or four times a year. Look, go 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 to the clinic and go go do something. I'm I'm gonna go work too. I gotta I gotta go hide somewhere. Hey, let me let me tell you a funny story before we leave this podcast. And oh, get to Rob. fantastic! Yeah. So so I was headed out to the in laws last. Uh, I guess it was last probably Mother's Day. It's been a year ago, and anyway, they called to see where we were. Like any Southern family does. Hey, can we got time to, you know, for most families, that call is, hey, want to put the rolls in 10 minutes before you get there. This call was to say, hey, we're starting eating without y'all. You know, it's 1210. We're hungry. We're going to eat. Here's the problem with that phone call. Hey. Left oh, the phone oh. running. Okay. Do you yes, remember this? Yeah. Oh, yes, I do. Y'all, and I cannot remember what holiday it was, but it was on the day of that holiday. It was either Christmas or Thanksgiving. You know, no, it was, it, it was one of, and it, that's what it was, it was in May. Mother's Day. It was the day, like on Mother's Day. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing I'm, you a I favor am, coming to your Mother's Day I anyway. I'm trying to go eat Mother's Day with my mother, and Rocky calls me and starts the conversation with, listen to this shit. And I said, oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> my, all right, so oh, the mistake man. was ever made when the instructions were given to my wife's grandmother to call me. Mm. You know, this. You know, yeah. sometimes they forget to hit the end button. Well, they forgot to hit the end button. And, brother, let me tell you, I found out more about myself in that three-minute recording than <laughs> anybody ever imagine. I didn't even know some of this stuff about myself. It's amazing. Uh, oh, boy. We should, go, we should find that and let that be an intro to a podcast. We should let Woo. that be your... You're, uh, this is your host, Rocky LaFleur, uh, and, 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 you know, let that roll on off. Well, I'll, t- I'll give you this. They spent a minute and a half talking about why I never answer my phone. There's only two reasons I never answer my phone. I am a firm believer in not answering call waiting. Firm. Do not answer call waiting. Secondly, I do not answer the phone if I'm in the bathroom or I'm asleep, do not. So if you can't get me when you call me, 
I'm either on the phone, on the pot, or in the bed. So, but they spend, like I said, they spend a minute and a half talking about why I never answered the phone. <laughs> I better not tell the third reason. Mm-mm. We'll leave that one alone. Let's get to Mondays with Rob now. See you, Josh. Bye. All right, guys, like I told you on the front end of the podcast, it is, it's actually not Monday. I can't yell that this time. It's Tuesday. <laughs> but Rob Crew, Rob, we didn't visit last week because Memorial Day fell in there, and I just, man, I had to get caught up on so much stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Summertime, man. I, I know, I know. I'm trying to get all my food plots, all my duck food, and my, so I can hold ducks so other people can't kill them. Trying to get all that straight. What What about the fishing? Fishing's been awesome. Tennessee River is providing fun. I've heard that. I've heard that uh, the the Tennessee River and a couple of other spots up there have been real, real good to you. They have. It's been great, man. It's been it's been really good. Now look, I want to sometime in the next couple of weeks. I want I want to hop in the boat with you. That'll be fine. I just you know you got that big old foot so i'm gonna have to move your seat back a little bit so your feet don't hang off in front of the triton but we can handle that that's no problem um you know charles johnson came aboard saturday and uh rode around with me for a minute provided some entertainment and uh i think you'll be just fine i think it'll be fun time (laughs) you know i was telling somebody last week as crazy as it sounds and it, look, we've been doing the podcast together, what, a year and a half now? Once a week? Uh, probably 7,000 beers ago, yeah. <laughs> I want to let everybody in on a little fun fact. Rob and I have never met each other face-to-face. <laughs> we've been in the same building a few different times, but we've never met each other face to face. I was telling Rob pre podcast, I said, I want to go fishing, man. I love trolling. To me that's to me that's fun. You just sit back, catch fish, cut up, tell stories. It, it's a good time. That's right. I said I said, Rob, we've never met each other. I said it may be an awkward fishing trip. <laughs> Nah, it'll be good. We'll have a good time. All right, I, I got a funny one for you to open the show up with. You, you, you'll appreciate this. So, my kids are going to vacation Bible school this week to the local Baptist church here in Oxford, Mississippi. And I go to pick them up today. Well, when my wife filled out the registration for them, you know, she put the two people picking them up could be Rocky or her name is Roy Ann. Well, they forgot to put an O, the O in her name and an N in her name. So <laughs> it looked like Ryan. And so, so when I pick them up today, you know, there's things that you don't talk about. Premarital sex, drinking, or homosexuality in a Baptist church. Those things are really looked down upon. And so when I saw that the name was, she, when the, the older lady that was about 70, she said, are you Rocky or are you Ryan? I said, honey, Ryan is at work today. He works his tail off, my husband, Ryan. And man, her eyes... Her eyes got as big big as a skillet when I said that. <laughs> I guarantee you she's already she's already connected with her prayer group and she's offering big time prayers for you. Her prayer, her prayer her prayer group has already prayed for you several times. 
Me and my husband Ryan raising our three kids. <laughs> That's great. That's a good one. All right, well, look, let's get to – we got to get to some sports. Big weekend for Ole Miss. Estes has already given both of us hell, saying that Ole Miss had the easiest regional. Right. I'm going I'm to argue that Mississippi State had the easiest regional. Yeah, man, I'm so tired of hearing about Mississippi State. I mean, I just want – like, I, I'm so tired of hearing about it. Like – what what is the big deal? Why do they hate us so bad? Like what it like why do they have to worry about what we do so much? Like I don't even care. Like what why why do, why are they so concerned with old miss? Like it I mean can one of them tell me like Estes tries to tell me that he doesn't care about anything but football and baseball. But then when they win like a you know a uh horseshoe tournament the sec horseshoe championship he's all about that but i, I just don't understand i just don't understand and then I, I was trying to compliment him in the group the other day richard cross put out you know i went to school with richard cross he's the uh the tv guy for espn i mean for uh, sec richard put out a tweet and it was it was a compliment for the state of mississippi because there was some crazy stat, there was a crazy number of how many people attended both Mississippi State and Ole Miss regional games. And it was a great stat. And I sent it to him as a compliment in the group, and he gets all Mississippi State on me, and is like, well, they didn't count the 750 in the condo and the 400 people in the standing room only and the concession stand workers. And I'm like, dude, shut up. It's a compliment. He, everything is a competition with him when it comes to Ole Miss and Mississippi State. I don't understand. Like, I never have that. Like, I don't care when Mississippi State plays. I don't care when they win or lose. Like, what? what is the deal? The the Whatever. But, yeah, I think they, they did have an easy one. We, you know, I don't know if ours was easy because we're known to crap the bed. And, I, I actually, I'm kind of surprised we didn't a couple of times there, especially with Jacksonville State. But um, you know we're we're playing good right now. We get sometimes we got Arkansas's number. I think we're the only team to beat them uh, in a series the last couple of years uh, at Fayetteville. So they're a good team. They're probably going to mop us up. I would, wouldn't surprise me, or we could go in there and mop them up. I don't know. But regard regardless, the Bulldogs of Starkville, Mississippi, uh, you know, are, are all worried about us for whatever reason. They need to be worried about their super regional and not worried about us. Well, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. All right, I say the Mississippi State has the easiest road to Omaha, especially, I guess, they're playing Stanford now. Stanford almost got put out. But the problem with being on Mississippi State side of the bracket, I would much rather, after watching UCLA, I would rather be on that side of the bracket than on Vanderbilt yeah. side of the bracket. Yeah, I don't know if UCLA was struggling because they had that kid, those kids getting drafted, or if they just didn't think they had to play or what. But that UCLA at any time could turn it on and burn some people down. So I agree with you. But on the same hand, they might have been kind of just cruising a little bit. Um, I watched them last night a little bit, and they, if they need to be, they could be good. You know, Man. but um. Vanderbilt's yeah, got you know, it going on right now. They've had it all season. They've got it. That team Van, is special. Vanderbilt's going to win the whole thing. They're really, really good. I mean, they're just they're just better. They got better. They're just all across the board. They got. I mean, they just got it going on. But they cheat, so it doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, they just. You know, most with most baseball teams are only given eleven point seven scholarships. Vanderbilt gets to play by its own set of rules because it's a private college. And like like this past signing class, they signed 20. So not only can they give a partial scholarship, but they can make it up on the other side with an academic scholarship, which other colleges are not able to. Right. And they got the Whistler 
So, I mean, that's cheating too, but I mean, that's just as bad as cow. That's almost as bad as cowbells. Can you imagine if there was 50,000 whistlers at a Mississippi State Vanderbilt football game? What freaking irony is that? Mississippi State fans complaining about a one guy whistling in the stands over 50,000 cowbells. Yeah, it's so funny. Dude, it's amazing. It's amazing. But, yeah, they're good. They're going to be tough to beat by anybody, for that matter. Um, I like the way the Rebels are playing. I hope we play Arkansas good. I mean, they'll probably fourth and 25 us, which is fine. It's not the end of the world. I'm not going to pout and cry and all that crap like Estes is going to do. Um, you know, dude, we I, I don't know if you're going to bring this up or not, but our video chat the other night in the group was one of the most incredible things I've ever been a part of. Um, How did I miss it? You you missed it. That's all I can tell you. I mean, there was like seven seven of us on at one time, and I don't know how much de- details I could give because I don't want Estes to get mad at me. But I saw that young man eat a double quarter pounder with cheese, a large order of fries, and whatever he had to drink in three minutes. I don't know. It's like Crystal said. Crystal said, slow down, Estes. You're going to eat your fingers. <laughs> It was amazing. He was in that red roof end just chomping down. I don't know how he did it. I mean, I would have thrown up. But I, All I saw was a picture of a nipple, and it was a, that a was, distant shot that was, of a nipple. That happened to be and Mr. I, Spencer Hal, That was Spencer Halford's nipple. He was on the group text on his 15-year anniversary in Greenwood at the Luvian, and he sent a picture. He sent a video. He was on the group chat. And he sent a picture of his nipple, and we screenshot it. <laughs> and I, I, I was in bed because I was in bed because I've been fishing all day. I got up at three o'clock to go fishing. I fished all day long. Got home. I was tired. I had to do some colon prep the next day, and I was just man. I was in bed, but I was on that call. We were on that call for like an hour and fifteen minutes. So a, a lot, a lot of things went down, and I can't talk about all of them on here, but. It was pretty funny. I, speaking of fishing Saturday, uh, me and Charles Johnson were fishing around each other, and uh, you know he's kind of he's kind of a fun guy to be around, and, and we kind of joke around with each other. Well, he came up to me and he was like, "What you doing?" I was like, "I just having me a Natter Day," and he said, "Hey man," he said, "You know what?" He said, "I think I'll go to that church of the Natter Day Saints with you." So from now on, it's the Natter, it's the Natter Day, it's the Church of the Natter Day Saints. <laughs> so oh, I don't man. care. Look, if you want to go, if you want to go to the bar and drink Bahama Mamas, I don't care. Why do people care what other people drink? You're drinking for the same reason. You're not drinking beer because you're like, like who? I want to know if anybody in the Duck South is drinking non-alcoholic beer because they like the way beer tastes. I want one of these goober. Booger eater, basement living idiots to make that make fun of these people for drinking Natterdays and Shalada and everything else to tell me that when they're at work they drink non-alcoholic Odules or non-alcoholic Heineken. Get out of here with that crap! If you're too tough, I mean, if look, somebody needs to make a meme with like a guy dipping Copenhagen fine cut, drinking a Budweiser heavy and driving a Dodge with tow mirrors, because that's what these people make me think they're doing. Like, don't act all tough, like, oh, I can't drink that fruity beer. Dude, get out of here. You probably drink freaking margaritas at the freaking Mexican restaurant. What do you think that is? Like, don't, I mean, dude, go get you a strawberry daiquiri, big guy. I mean, I'm so tired of these guys acting like they're too damn tough to drink a a Natterday. Get out of here. Natterdays are amazing. They're great for the lake, great for the golf course. Of course, if you drink them about three days in a row, you do get a little bit of the poops. But, I mean, hey, that's part of it. If you drink 70 beers in three days, you're going to poop. So don't come at me. Don't don't come at me with this, oh, blah, blah, blah. That dude made that video blowing a cut down, drinking a, chugging a Natterday was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, and everybody on there was giving him hell. And the whole pecan, pecan, get out of here. Nobody cares. I don't.
don't, what's wrong with these people? If you want to wear Crocs, drink a Bahama Mama, and just hang out with your girlfriend all day, then that's fine. Do it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares that you drink natural white. With, that's not Saturdays. Nobody cares. It, it doesn't matter. Drink what you want to drink. It's your money. You work for it. It doesn't matter. Why do people care? You you could have not put in that any better when you said you're not at work drinking an O'Doul's. You don't drink right. beer for the yeah. taste of it. No, I mean, I, I, I really do. Like a cold, a really cold Bud Light, or if I'm really thirsty, a cowboy cold Bud Light, I will drink it so fast that you will think I sucked the can down. But it's because I enjoy Bud Light, and I've gotten used to the taste. You don't get, walk up, to, like, okay, walk, if you've got a kid that's 19 or something that hasn't drank, or you don't know if they drank, walk up and hand them a Bud Light or a natural light and say, drink this and see what they do, if they don't drink them already. Because they're not going to drink it and be like, oh, this is awesome. It's just not going to happen. Beer's an acquired taste. Don't give me this crap about how tough you are. Unless you're drinking O'Doul's at work, and I want to see video proof, and don't go buy a six-pack O'Doul's just to act tough. You're not doing it. You're drinking whatever. You're probably drinking Dr. Pepper and Mountain Dew or Bang or whatever, and we all do that. You know, I'm so sick of these people that are so tough. Like, I mean, are they in tough man competitions? Are they boxers? Are they that big fat Mexican that beat that guy last weekend? Is that what they are? Are they that tough? They don't. They they can't drink a Natterday. I mean, is it that big a deal? Like, like, do we have to be this upset because somebody's drinking a beer that has flavor? Like, what about these booger eaters drinking craft beer? I like craft beer. I drink some craft beer. There's a few I really like. I drink Guinness. I drink all kinds of stuff. What What does it matter? If I want to drink a strawberry daiquiri and get brain freeze trying to get drunk, that's my prerogative. Don't these people care way too much about what other people are doing? Way too much. It doesn't matter what other. I mean, worry about yourself, buddy. I can assure you, living in your mama's basement, drinking natural lights, does not make you tough. I think the conversation that y'all created about craft beer drinkers—that was priceless. That's gold. That's gold, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, you know, dude, I mean, come on. Let's just be realistic. I mean, it, it, I hate that saying it is what it is. It's literally like one of my – I hate it. I hate it. But that's what this That's what this is. I mean, you, dude, it's something to drink. I don't like – like, I don't like – I don't know, pick something. I, I don't drink sweet tea. I drink unsweet tea, and everybody's like, oh, you ain't Southern. You're not American. Get out of here, dude. Like what? What does it matter? Like what? What? What does it matter? I don't drink jungle juice. You may like jungle juice. What? What, what does it matter? When? When? When did everybody all of a sudden like just because you don't wear Sitka or just because you don't wear Drake or have a havoc or whatever? I mean, what? When did this become like where if you don't have a havoc, you can't duck hunt? I know. I know a hundred people that have a havoc that don't even duck hunt. They don't even know how. What does it matter? It's a metal boat. It's metal. It's aluminum. What does it matter? If you've got to have this stuff to look cool and you can't drink Natterdays because you don't look cool, then you've got more problems than your appearance to other people. Well, the the conversation that got started with the drinking of the craft beers was the perfect beard, the top button on the shirt, shirt unbuttoned, hey, you know, it, it, these guys do match up well. And the, when it comes to beer, you know, having a lot of people coming through the, the old lodge, those beer connoisseurs, do you think wine snobs are bad? Man, those beer people, they're even worse, a lot worse. And the crap that oh, they're yeah. drinking, if I ever imagined what battery acid tastes like, 
that's what a lot of these 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 beers, well, these beer connoisseur drinks. Well, maybe maybe the hardcore guys, and I've got to disagree a little bit because I drink some of it. But you know, I'm not one of these guys that like writes down like, oh, I drank this. It was seven point nine percent alcohol per volume, and it was it had a crisp taste, but it was a little hoppy. And you know, my IPA, blah blah blah. I, I, that's not I, no, I don't do that. But I do drink some, and I enjoy some. But yeah, taking it to the next level, man. Just drink what you want to drink. If you want to grow a beard and have beard oil and look like, you know, Phil Robertson, go ahead. That's that's your deal. See, I've always said that. There's there's one unspoken hidden reason that we all drink. It's not because we're we just absolutely love the taste of beer. But but I've forgotten that from everybody that I've said that to. Oh man, I love beer. I love the way beer tastes. Well, I love the way Coke tastes, but I'm not gonna drink a two cases of them. Look, in a look day. let's put it like this. I think this this I think is perfect to go along with your uh with what you're saying. Okay, I had to do the colon prep. We talked about that, blah, blah. I had to drink four liters of the nastiest stuff in the whole world, okay? It took me like two and a half hours to drink it all. If it would have been beer, I could have drank it in 26 minutes, okay? So I just enjoy beer. Sorry. I mean, that's just it. I don't really, like, if if Coors Light was the last beer on earth, I probably would find something else to drink. I may go back to vodka. If Miller Lite was the last beer on earth, maybe I could get used to it. I doubt it. But it's all preference. So, I mean, these booger eaters saying all this stuff about, oh, well, you're just a girl if you drink them nighter days. They're fruity bear. Get, dude, whatever. I bet those same dudes drink, like, vodka Red Bull and vodka 7-Up and bourbon and, the bourbon and Sprite because they won't, uh, you know, they're too tough to. You know, they're like, ah, I don't want to drink it straight. I mean, fruity beer. Get the, whatever. You know, and I finally got on board on Sunday. Somebody, I guess it was one of the Beckwiths, which Ben's been on the podcast with you and I before predicting football games. But this was Ben's brother. Right. And anyway, he put a picture up of a Natterday. And I real quickly posted up on there. I said, I bet it won't be any pussies calling somebody a pussy <laughs> up under this. Because you're not going to mess with a Beckwith. They'll stomp a mud hole in your ass for sure. Yeah. 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 And I don't, I, I, I read some of the comments and I didn't see a whole lot of a personal attacks. So, uh, you know, man, I mean, whatever. I just, I think it's funny. And, uh, you know, it's everything. It's Sitka, it's Crocs, it's, you know, flooded corn. It's, I mean, it's, dude, I, I don't even know if some of these people hunt. Extreme arguing. That's why extreme arguing is going to be a, at the first annual Olympics, whenever and wherever it's held, is going to be <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Definitely a contest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it needs to be. It needs to be for sure. Oh. But. Anyway. So, I mean, and you and Spencer are talking about these. This thing is going nuts, man. You and Spencer are talking about these Natter days. And now. Everybody is posting a picture up of their Natter Day. Yes. <laughs> to me, that's pretty amazing. Because it's good. They're good. It's not like we're going to drink them forever. It's not like it's the last beer any of us will ever drink. It's just something different. It's like Bud Light Orange last year. It could have been the same deal. They were pretty good and did the same thing to your stomach. But it was something different. I mean, what... I mean, if you're married to, you know, you're married to a big old fat girl and, you know, 
what's her name, Scarlett Johansson comes in and starts hugging on you and saying she wants to have relations. I mean, it's different. You get a different feeling. It's a little tingly inside. Doesn't mean you have to do it. It's just different. So, hey, before you go, give me some predictions. Who, who's going to come out of uh, who's going to come out of these brackets, super regionals over the weekend? Who's going to Omaha? Oh, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say Vanderbilt, Arkansas State, UCLA. How many is that? Four. That's four. Uh, who else did I see that I thought looked really good? You got uh, LSU and Florida what, State. Yeah, what's up with Florida State? Are they playing for their coach, or are they that good? Nah, LSU will come out of that one. They got they got a couple of pitchers back. Okay, all right. Well, I'll go with Florida State then you, then, since you said that. North Carolina uh, and North Carolina and Auburn. North Carolina is not that good. Auburn has a way of screwing up, just like Ole Miss um, in baseball. Like, you know, when they won a Super Regional last year, but the dude knocked the ball over the fence for a home run. So, I think Auburn's going to come out of that. They're the better team. North Carolina, I'm not impressed with North Carolina at all. I was trying to think of the other one. I think you named five to start with instead of four. I gave you okay. two more. Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. That was the other one. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. So yeah, I, I think the it. Rebels. I think I, re, I really think the Rebels could pull it out. I really do because they've kind of had their number. But you can't ever. I mean, the Rebels can have. You know, like we could go from hero to zero in the same inning. So I will say this. I will bet this right now. I will put. I will put ten dollars on the line on this right now. I'm going all out. Ole Miss, Arkansas. If it if it is on. SEC Network or uh, ESPN2, where they've been showing these games, I will predict right now the Arkansas Ole Miss game will be the most watched game on TV. No question. That's not because I'm a fan. I just think that that – I think that they screwed those two teams. I think those two teams are pretty special right now, and to match them up in the Supers, it didn't do Omaha any justice. No, and, you know, Arkansas has been there, I mean, lately. I mean, you know, and Ole Miss has been there not too long ago. I mean, you got two, I mean, two strong teams. Like, I don't know why we bunt as much as we bunt, but that's a, that's a story for next time. Let's see how they go, and, you know, maybe we'll be in it. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we may be heading into that third game next week when we record on Monday. Rob, I enjoyed it, man. I did too, buddy. Take care. We want to thank all of you that listened to this edition of the End of the Line podcast powered by DuckTuff.com.